Welcome to I Want to Put a Baby in You, a podcast exploring reproductive technology and life-changing stories. Here are your hosts, Jennifer White and Ellen Trackman. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jennifer White, and I am here with Ellen Trackman, my little sister. Uh, I just found out I learned something new about my sister, like off the air. So <laughs> we were discussing what we should talk about because, you know, we like to talk about nothing. This is what we do all day. Um, and we were, we were trying to decide what to ask each other. And I asked Ellen, I said, oh, I'm going to ask you about your favorite ride at Disney. I said, but I assume you don't have one because you don't like rides. And what did you say, Ellen? Uh, I was surprised you said that because I, I do like rides. I know. But you get car sick, and so I just assumed. I guess I made a wild assumption based on your 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 the fact that you get car sick that you don't like rides. Uh, maybe I'm picky because I definitely like rides, but I don't like spinny ones. Like there's like certain uh, kinds that make me particular particularly sick. And I mean, since we're talking Disney, like the new newish Avatar ride, I'm trying mm, to remember what the name was. Uh, yeah, that one was fun in it's not which i can't remember animal kingdom maybe i think it's animal kingdom yeah uh so it was like really good really cool and like i love like the sense that one did make me a little nauseous like ones where you're not like physically moving but it's like shaking you those tend to make me a little sick interesting but like actual roller coasters i tend to be good on uh like the harry potter ones where they were like kind of combining video slash i mean in universal right right? i say that's universal yeah great yeah how about you do you awesome. have a favorite do you have a favorite Disney ride? Uh no, you just made me think of my least favorite though. Um oh. as you said that that Oops. like when I I took uh our teens to Disney in February. Oh, and... oh, can I guess? Is it Epcot? Is it that terrible Mars one that we were no. Okay. No. Oh, that was terrible too, actually. Oh, oh no, that, you're right. Oh, that was that worse. one I was like, we were all sick. There was like a thousand yes. warnings beforehand too. But we're like, no, yes. no, we'll still do this. But it was like no, that one was horrible and then also they made me go on the teacups and yeah, they gleefully like spun me at top speed the entire time and just laughed and it was horrible I mean I have video of it like it was nice. horrible so definitely least favorite I I, def- I I don't know I don't know if I have like a favorite favorite I love I just love to go and watch people and watch um, people be happy I and- Loved Soren at Epcot. That one where I haven't been on that one yet. And that one is a little bit of just them kind of like moving you a little bit. So it's like you're like they kind of pick you up and put you close to the screen, and then they have you like soaring over these like really famous places. And they have like the scents too, which were really cool. But honestly, it's like a better view of like the Taj Mahal and the you know, ah! and you would probably get going in person because like these great like aerial views. I love that one. Right. Okay. Well, next time I go, I'll have to go on that one. Um, but for now, our guest, he's a repeat guest and he is a super Disney fan is why we actually <laughs> were talking about Disney. Um, but we will let Eric uh, tell you all about himself. Welcome again to Eric Mobley. Eric, thank you for joining us. For hey guys, time. it's good to be back. <laughs> One of my favorite previous guests. So just to catch up those who haven't gone back and listened to our prior episode with Eric, uh, Eric, I will try to sum it up and you can tell me what I missed and what you would add. But essentially, I was introduced to you or I got to know who you were from a webinar and that webinar was about, was talking about older parents that you 
were you had older parents and you you know really loved and respected your father who i think was 52 when you were born and didn't didn't view as a terrible thing to conceive children when you're older but your story was also about finding out surprise when you were 25 or 26 mid mid 20s yep 26 26 that you were donor conceived and that your parents had consistently lied to you and like told you the story like oh we had to go through stuff but you know you know you look like blah blah, blah you know we are your genetic parents mm-hmm. then to find out no they had used a donor and at that point you had there was four of you that were conceived from that same donor that you had found out through dna testing um and I mean, I always summarize to say like it was it was definitely a shock and a struggle um, to find out all this information. So tell me what else should I what else should we add for the summary, and then let's give a, a big update. Of course. Um, so yeah, um, you know, finding out from twenty three and me, you know, just based on a a gift that was given to me from my husband. Um, had no, absolutely no idea. So I found out in uh, January of 2020, um, right before the pandemic started. <laughs> I was going to say, right before the pandemic, great thing to lock yourself in your thought, with, in yeah. with your thoughts. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's definitely how it felt. But, um, you know, it's it just, um, I had no idea. And my, um, it was really, you know, hard to, um, it was very confusing. It was hard to go through and um, hard to accept. Um, but now I'm really happy that I can kind of be like um, uh, like a mentor or like someone people can turn to. Um, we, I will reveal this, but we uh, have discovered more siblings uh, oh. over the last year or so. What, um, what's your count now? Um, there's six of us, three boys, three girls. Oh, wow. And geographically spread out, local? Um, so uh, three of us are here in the Louisville, Kentucky area. Um, and then the rest are a little more spread out. One is in Indianapolis, one is in Alabama, one is in Texas. Wow. And age, age-wise, are you um, We're close? all very close, yes. Uh, the one we recently discovered is a new sister, and she is the oldest, which is extremely interesting to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I am 28. I'll be 29 in November. Um, she will be 30 in November. So she was born in November of 92. Wow. So. And I mean, I know you want to give your updates. So should I just let, I, so many questions still ask, like how, how, oh, I'm you, down for how, questions. How's your relationship with your donor? So we left it at there. you had coffee. You kind of left in his court where, how are things now? Yeah, um, we we he has chosen um, like to kind of end contact with um, I don't know about all of us, but myself at least, and I was very respectful. Um, he was very nice about it. He uh, he just I think he was very overwhelmed with uh, you know all the contact with the uh, donor children, if you will, um, and we had actually known uh, we knew of and had contact with some of his children. And um, I think it was very overwhelming, very, um, you know, unexpected for them um, and, you know, his family. So we, you know, we no longer have contact with him. I, uh, I have not reached out since maybe like last summer. So summer of 2021. 
just to, I'm just being respectful and I'm totally okay with that. He gave me the time of day, you know, he bought me lunch and we spent a wonderful time together, um, just kind of getting to know each other. And that's, you know, that's probably more than I can ask for. Um, and I feel very lucky to have had that experience. Wow. You're so, I mean, one thing I love about you is you're so like positive and always looking at the bright side of things. I've, I've certainly heard stories where there was contact and there was cut off and I just can only imagine how hurtful that is and all the negative feelings, but you're, you're so amazing to just like focus on that positive part, but you must also feel those other feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Like I do kind of wish it was more of an open situation um only because like like say my uh the father who raised me did pass away a couple years ago and um it i think at first when i I had contact with my donor it was like oh like i have this it was almost like a i do have this other parent or um you know uh, i don't know like i don't want to say father because he did not raise me but um, just someone to turn to or yeah. talk to or something like that. Cause, um, you know, meeting him in person, it was very eye opening and really, just really cool in general. We had like a lot in common and we yeah. look alike and stuff like that. So, um, um, but you know, it, it, so I do have feelings like that. I definitely understand those who have gone through, um, those types of situations. However, you know, here I am just, I'm just trying to be respectful and I'm very thankful for the, uh, relationships that I've built with my siblings. Yeah. Do you know if the donor has cut off contact with all of the donor conceived persons? Um, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, especially if, if, if he has kind of ended contact with me. Um, but it's not just you. <laughs> right. If anything, he would have kept you. <laughs> right. And I just, uh, if, if anything, if there has been any contact at all, it's probably very little. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned his children. Do you have any contact with his children? No, we did at one time, but, um, we, we no longer do. Yeah. It was I mean, kind of the similar situation with the donor. Yeah. I, I figured that might be the case, but some but sometimes you don't know. Like somebody's like on the down low or you know, very true. Yes. Yeah. And it that's interesting to hear when it's six, because I've definitely, you know, there's there's talk about limiting how many children can be conceived from one donor or at least families. And in yeah. Colorado here they just passed a law that said that a single donor can't be used for more than 25 families, which is a lot, right? Um, But part of it is because of that um, wish for some donor-conceived persons to have contact, and it can just be too overwhelming. But to hear, you know, a donor with six presented, and that's overwhelming, like even just, like, I mean, six is a lot too. Yes, yeah. Um, You know, whenever I was discovered... Uh, by my siblings I was the fourth and of course and uh, it is overwhelming to discover a new sibling it's kind of like it it brings back the trauma that I experienced uh, from finding out because you know it was very shocking it was very traumatic in my opinion Um, you know because I as you said I grew up I had no idea. So, and my dad was my rock, my everything. So just to find out that we weren't biologically, like some people might think that, see that as like, well, like, you know, why is it such a big deal? And it's, it's just very personal. (laughs) Um, It's, and, you know, just the, 
the betrayal aspect of it, it was it was really hard to go through. So um, finding a new sibling or finding out that we have a new sibling kind of brings back those feelings. Um, but uh, what helps me cope and, you know, come to my understanding and feel better about it, be a little more positive, is the connections that I've built and, you know, developed with my siblings. Um, and I'm just really thankful that they're very understanding and open to talking about it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear. And, you know, I may or may not word this correctly as I ask it. So, you know, when we talked to you last, you were the most recently found, right? And now you're on the other side of the perspective of shepherding in two new siblings into your sibling group. How how did that feel? You know, because then you have to turn around and be the other side of the equation of the person kind of explaining and help somebody process and through that. How was that uh, for you? Um. Uh, when we discovered the first one after me, it was, like I say, overwhelming in a way, but um, and just very shocking again. Uh, but uh, it, it was a sister, and she um, she was in my situation. She did not know really prior to twenty three and Me or you know any kind of DNA test. So um, I just. You know, I just try not to overwhelm any new siblings. I mean, there's only been two, but I'm just like, I try, I'll message them or give them my phone number. That, I'm like, that's I, what I was going to ask. Do they reach out to yeah. you or do you see them pop up and be like, hey, I don't know if I'm the one sharing this news, but. Yeah, I definitely try not to be that kind of person. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's, it can be very awkward, but um, I noticed. Uh, I, th- I think we matched on 23andMe and um, same thing with our most recent. It's been two sisters, which is really interesting. But um, we, the both times that we've matched uh, recently, I've just, I've been like, you know, like I'm open to any questions. And of course, like the other siblings have kind of been in the same boat or mm-hmm. situation. Um, so I'm just like, I don't want to overwhelm you, but I'm here if you have any questions. Um, if you're overwhelmed or if you, uh, you know, need any support, please, you know, let me know because I went through quite a mental health journey. <laughs> so I totally understand. Um, and, you know, I think they're very appreciative of that. So. For the two new siblings, was did they know they were door conceived or is this like all no, of that the, shock? Of, oh, the two no. most recent ones, no. It was a very oh. similar situation to mine, especially the most recent. Our stories are pretty much the same, and which is kind of sad. Are her social parents still alive? Yes. So it, it still feels weird to say your social parents, right? It's, it is weird, but that's just it's kind of like our terminology. If right? You will. What do we use otherwise? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and she's had those talks with them and they're like, yes. And I think that it's, I think it's okay now. (laughs) Like, I think it was a little weird at first, which I think that it's always like, yeah, we didn't tell you, you know, that sort of thing. And, um, I think everything is okay now. Yeah. Wow. And have the six of you kind of bonded together? Do you have a, like a text group or a Facebook group? Yes. Um, we have, um, we kind of have a group text going, um, and, um, 
the newest sibling lives in Alabama, so she is. We're, we're all, we all tend to meet up in Louisville, Kentucky, because most of us are here. And then there's a sister also in Indianapolis, which isn't super far from Louisville. So um, that's. I think we're all going to have a meet up uh, in this fall sometime. So I'm very excited. Um, I I was expecting the meetup to be at Disney World, given. Oh, you already know. (laughs) Is is that dream? Is that genetic? The love of Disney. Um, to a certain extent, yeah. (laughs) Um, that you know, a few of us are still are pretty big Disney lovers. I know the one who lives in Indianapolis. She she and her family have gone to Disney World and land in the last year. So I'm like, all right, well, we're, we're, we're meant to be. We're definitely siblings. So, <laughs> I love that you remembered that. <laughs> well, I just re-listened to the episode and I love that you were talking about how you, you really um, like associate yourself with Elsa and like that yes. journey. And I was like, oh, so always. I love it. And every time it's like in the parks and it's something Elsa, I'm like, oh, like my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely. So, uh, so you had suggested that your feelings on everything have kind of evolved. How, how, tell me about those, those feelings about your situation, yeah. donation, etc. Of course. So um, I I did go to therapy for around two years, um, and just to kind of cope with everything, um, get my feelings out. Sometimes, it, like even if you don't necessarily um, like participate in any specific type of therapy, sometimes it's nice to just have that unbiased opinion with a therapist or counselor and just get your thoughts out, your feelings, try and cope with your anxiety. Um, And that's mainly what my therapist did. Um, I had a lot of anxiety and went through like some depression over finding out I was donor conceived. And she really helped me navigate and like, um, you know, get through all of that um and i do have my moments like i say like when i found out out of a new sibling it's you know it kind of brings back that trauma or you know something makes me think of my um donor something like that um i do have like weird thoughts and feelings that i'm gonna see him out in public and like i don't know that's just kind of a personal thing but um no and that's a common (laughs) thing Yeah, that's, that's something I've heard before of like, what if we run into each yeah. other, that fear. And also, yeah. I'm, you mentioned last time, like certain things can be really triggering, like going to the doctor and being yes. just asked like basic medical history questions. Yes, that is still uh, triggering to me. Um, but, you know, just, <laughs> I, I just, I just go with it <laughs> anymore. I'm, I've become more positive about it. Um, my mom is very open to you know me having contact with my siblings and talking about them um which you know i think it took her a little while to come around to that but um you know she's she seems a lot more inviting to you know talking talking about that and like she actually got to meet my brother who came in from texas last summer Um, she actually got to meet him um, I thought it was fine. It was it was uh, a good experience, and she was very excited to meet him. And so I'm really glad that she's really open to that because he and I look a lot alike. So she, I think she thought it was really interesting and like kind of cool in a way. I mean, it's got to be strange for a parent too, right? To suddenly yeah. meet this other person that looks very similar to your child and is genetically related to your child, but is not your your child. Yeah, exactly. 
Is your mom um, available? Can we have your mom come on? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, and also, uh, just spending a lot of time with my siblings has helped too. Uh, I have one sister here in Louisville. We probably spend the most time together because we're just so close to each other. We don't live super far from each other. Um, and I've had uh, some time to spend with my sister who lives in Indianapolis. Uh, we've spent some time together. We actually went to a concert together in Nashville um, earlier this year. So that was very fun. Yeah. And um, I actually just got back from visiting my brother in Texas, his family in Texas. Wow. Um, and that was a wonderful experience. Um I got to meet his parents and his, you know, his family. So it was very, very nice. And, you know, his, uh, his moms were like, you know, you know, you just gained two moms. And that was just very, very comforting considering everything I've been through. And the fact that he had two moms meant he, he probably knew. He knew, right? right? He had a very open situation from the beginning. And that must be so different to see kind of his experience. Yeah. It's very interesting to like hear like his perspective and maybe how he grew up and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, we, we had a wonderful, wonderful weekend, um, in Texas. I'd never been to Texas before, but, uh, we, it was just very nice to have that time to bond and spend together. Awesome. And we started talking down the path of how your, your feelings have changed and sorry. And we went on a little side tangent there. So okay. I want to okay. bring you back around. Like, I mean, cause I do want to hear, I mean, it's fascinating, you know, cause I mean, I think we all evolve and grow. So it's really interesting to hear how people's thought processes go. Oh yeah, for sure. I completely agree. Um, so I'm like, I guess like how I have grown as a person and evolved is, like I've become a lot more accepting of, um, I guess my parents' decision because, you know, I had that material for the longest time and, you know, I just never knew, but, um, I've accepted and come, came to terms with everything. Um, and I, I've just become more positive and, um, open to talking about everything. I mean, I've always been kind of an open book about it since I found out, but, um, and also I, I know people who have used donors and the like recently in the last like five years or so. And, you know, I just try to let them know, I'm like, please like tell them, like, don't keep it a secret forever. You know, tell them at some point. Um, I've always said, I kind of wish I would have known when I was about 18 or something like that. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, those parents will maybe take that advice and, you know, at least tell their, uh, tell their sons or daughters so that they're not, you know, in a situation like mine. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's a really important message for those who are, you know, thinking about conceiving and needing to turn to a donor to hear how other, how their, their children, their, their offspring will likely view it and would very much appreciate honesty and openness, right? Exactly. It's not the 80s or 90s anymore. Let's we can be a little more open about, you know, these conversations. Yeah. Have you I know last time we talked to you, you're like, I'm not political. I'm not, you know, I don't know legal. Have you gotten involved at all with uh, these groups? There's like lots of groups forming of We Are Donor Conceived, the U.S. um, Donor Conceived Council. Um, I am in the um, We Are Donor Conceived group. I have 
I've contributed to the magazine a couple of times. Nice. Um, and I, uh, I get the emails about the registry. And uh, recently they had like some sort of survey um, that they were, you know, interested in finding out some data about donor conceived individuals. Did, did you fill so out the survey? I still need to. I think uh, you have to submit like a one minute video or something like oh, an introduction. Video. Oh, yeah. So it's like a little involved, but it still sounds like something I'd really be interested in doing. Um, obviously, I I really enjoy or really like to get my story out. You know, get in a way it is like awareness to you know keep yeah. people informed that this does affect people but um uh yeah i don't get super involved in anything and everything but um I, I do keep up with like the group it's very interesting to see people's pictures and you know of their you know them with their siblings or them with their donors um and also keep up with like the different social medias and also um the magazine is really cool if if anyone is listening to this the magazine is i think it's very well worth I, it i actually literally walked across my office to pick up the ones i have to find what, where you contributed like because i have them oh, on my bookshelf nice. <laughs> yeah i think like, there's two of them <laughs> we can definitely link to it with the yeah. show notes absolutely yeah like it's um, I think it was around like twenty dollars or something like that, but it's a really good quality magazine and just really good information in there. Yep, that's great. Have Absolutely. you found other groups or resources that you would recommend for someone in your situation or that they might find helpful? Um, a podcast. Like I don't have uh, like you guys. <laughs> um, uh, I don't have like a specific one but if like one day i think i just looked up like donor conceived on the search bar for podcasts and um i found you know just a, a few to listen to and sometimes it's just comforting to like listen to other people's stories or yeah. something like that and um, feel free to if any come to mind feel free to give shout outs to other podcasts that you listen to or thought might be helpful for others yeah absolutely um, I believe it, one was like Jane something. You, uh, I don't know. Let's see. And um, if you think of it afterwards, we'll go ahead and link to it so people can find it. Okay. Okay. Good deal. And um, I, uh, otherwise, I, I would just say like if anyone is in like a similar situation that I had been through, like going to therapy, like if anyone is having a tough time, uh, you know, with finding out their truth. That's what I always like to say, like, when I found out my truth, you know. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I I highly recommend going to therapy. It, you know, helps so much. Um, I was one of those people who put such a stigma on therapy where I was like, oh, there's something wrong or something wrong with me. And, uh, you know, sometimes just, you know, spilling your guts out to somebody and getting, you know, information out and then hearing what they have to say about it or, uh, just someone letting you know that your feelings are valid, uh, that just, that can go such a long way. <laughs> and um, also, you know, there were times where in therapy, my therapist would have me write a letter to like my mom or my donor to kind of just get oh, my thoughts cool. out. And that was very helpful as well. So but definitely. Not send, but not send, not send those letters? <laughs> um, I did read the one to my mom. I read it out loud to her, and that was really hard. But I, actually, it was very nice to get the um, get my thoughts and feelings out that way. Um, that way, I wasn't like, 
you know, forgetting anything or something like that. You know, how sometimes, like, you're like, I really want to tell this person this, and maybe you forget, like, a point or two. So that was kind of nice to just kind of read the letter out loud to her. And that that was a tough time, not to go off on a tangent or a different yeah, subject. No. But yeah, uh, I think it was, like, beneficial uh, on both ends, on my end and her end, to uh, just kind of get everything out, my feelings and that's how she has become more understanding and uh, more open to talking about, uh, you know, me being donor conceived and meeting my siblings. Yeah. Um, and I apologize for also being all over the place. When you are finding <laughs> additional siblings, have you like searched further? So I know you mentioned 23andMe. Did you also do ancestry.com and have you done, yes. there's an aggregator site. Have you done that one? I have okay. Ancestry, DNA, and 23andMe. Beyond that, I'm not really sure. Jen, <laughs> so. do you remember the, like we had, so we interviewed these like DNA experts that like help yeah, people research and they are I, saying how you can just upload the results from Ancestry or 23andMe and it like aggregates with other sites and it like gives you lots more information and it's I free. I feel like it was connected to Ancestry though somehow. Mm. So if I remember correctly. <laughs> more more links, more links. We'll just find out. Yeah. And and we actually interviewed these people too, so we can link back to their their podcast as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to know more information about that. Uh, we you know, we're always kind of on the lookout for new siblings. I get the emails that says like you have a new match on Ancestry or twenty three and me. Um and, you know, I'm always like, oh, you know, is it a new sibling? It's usually a cousin. But um, Do you have any relationships with, and have you reached out to anyone else on your donor's side? Like, because it must be all these relatives of like aunts and uncles and cousins. Yeah. Um, I've talked to his niece and she's very cool. Very nice. Uh, we were, she lives um, in like Northern Kentucky and we were going to, uh, meet up at some point but i think you know life happened and we just didn't end up meeting but um she was very open to talking about things very cool very nice uh, just haven't met her in person yet nice but otherwise that i think she's the only one so far i've been like just kind of nervous you know about after yeah. he he kind of asked to end contact um, but you know i keep up with her on social media and that's all i can ask yeah well makes sense yeah. Any other revelations, updates that you want to share since we talked last? Um, I guess, like, just, you know, overall coming to terms with everything has mm -hmm. been really amazing. Um, I'm very excited to meet our new sister in, um, you know, this fall when she comes to visit and, you know, just yeah. kind of have like pictures of us, you know, all together. And that's what I always kind of look forward to. Mm. Uh, we had a little, like a small family reunion or if you will, uh, in uh, June where the sibling from Texas and the one from Indianapolis, uh, almost all of us were together. And that was really cool just to kind of have pictures together. We all do like look alike in some way. Mm -hmm. And uh, the new sister uh, looks a lot like us too. And um, so yeah, just like continuing to meet siblings and hopefully like be open to meeting more family members on the donor side. Uh, like you say, like that would be really cool. Um, 
And uh, I mean, just this past weekend was really amazing uh, visiting my brother and his family in Texas. Yeah, love it. Well, we appreciate you coming on to share an update, and um, we hope you continue to keep in touch and let us know if that number changes or any there's other updates to share. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you, Eric, for coming on again and for reaching out to share your update. We love, love, love to hear from guests and listeners to hear what's going on and what's new, because we know life is always changing, always throwing new stuff at us. So it's really good to hear kind of where where he is now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And ways that we can hear where you are now. Ha ha ha. You see, again, I'm going to keep going for as long as I can on, on the bad transitions. Uh, join our Facebook group. And I, I'm going to give a little shout out that we had somebody recently who actually did join and did, as their answer to your question, say that they wanted to sell me a car warranty. So of course, <laughs> of course, I let them in. Um, <laughs> so please join us uh, on the gospel of selling Jen an extended car warranty. And, and uh, of course, you know, you can go to our website, listen to our episodes there and find other ways to contact us. And don't and, forget, there's still merch. Like if you're yes. thinking like a birthday is coming up and you're like, I really want to get a unique present, I'm going to get them some jogger pants with a sperm with headphones on it. That seems like a uh, perfect gift. I definitely was wearing one of my I Want to Put a Baby in You t-shirts uh, out in public the other day, and I forgot I was wearing it out in public, and I I, I did get a little bit of a reaction from somebody, so mm. <laughs> it, it it definitely becomes a, a center of conversation, we will just say with, <laughs> with that. Um, as always, thank you to our team, uh, to Melissa, to Tyler, to Amanda, to all of those around us who support us. And of course, thank you to you for being here and listening. <laughs>